Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is April 25th, 2021. Impact Wrestling Rebellion. And oh boy, was this a big show. We're going to start from the, the very bottom and, and work our way all the way up. Uh, this was just, it was, it was a really, really good Impact show. And uh, I'm excited to talk about it. I am joined today by Steven Jensen. Steven, how you doing? I'm doing great. As we were talking before the show, really great weekend in combat sports. Loved UFC 261 last night and really enjoyed Rebellion tonight as we're about to talk about. So all good on my end. How about y'all? I'm doing good. It's it's weird. Like I've got some people uh, like saying that we're mega zoomed in. I don't know what is going on with our player right now. Like, I see it on YouTube now. Yeah, I'm looking oh at my, it's like It's like running 3D zoomed in. I don't know what's going on. I'm what are we seeing? I'm going to try to fix it, guys, but uh, this is a YouTube issue. This is not an us issue. This is not a... <laughs> yeah, the YouTube movie. did that to me on my show last time, BTW, so it happens, all right? Sometimes they just take control of whatever. So, yeah, you all can just uh, move the screen around to your wish, I guess. People are saying it's, it's... a YouTube setting called MegaZoom. I think is what they're saying. Oh if my that's... God. Please. No one zoom into my face. I swear to God. <laughs> just swear to God. Your forehead, it's right? in VR <laughs> mode or something. No. If, if anybody knows how to fix this, let me know and I'll do it. So VR yeah, mode. It's in get VR mode. Zoom in into my face during the show. It's not an option that like I have to turn on on StreamYard. Like it is. It's not it's great on StreamYard. We look fantastic. Yeah, we look awesome in, yeah. in StreamYard. But De- Denise is here. Denise, do it's you like my big me? nose, like just like on the screen right now. Like, what are people it's, seeing? On so it's, it's your it's your forehead, Denise. It's your forehead and your eyes. That's pretty much it. No, shut <laughs> up. Oh, I love it. I love it. This is All what right, we're well, here for. Impact was great. I'm moving around so you can see my different portions of my face here. But Impact was seriously great. I think that it was definitely worth, you know, the nice buck that people spent on today to watch the show. Um, Seriously, I think top to bottom, again, solid show. There was probably one match that I didn't like. But other than that, everything was great. 
Hey, for those of you that are saying, it's zoomed in, gosh darn it, it's zoomed in. It's not an option that we have. It's not it. So for all of you saying, oh my gosh, you should, you should zoom out. You should zoom out. Oh my God. It's not something we can change. They Wait, just do it. I need to zoom in and see this. You have to check this out. It's oh unreal. my god! What is this? <laughs> oh, I moved my my forehead. I look like I have one big giant head. You do have one big giant head, Denise. But it looks bigger on here. People are oh. telling me to disable VR. You all act like I enabled VR. That's the that's the the comedic thing. Well, as we kick off, Stephen, you cover Impact Wait, Wrestling. We're on twice. Yes. What the heck? I don't know what I did. Um, like, uh, and by the way, if you tell me to zoom out, I'm just gonna ban you. That's it. I'm just gonna ban you. That's gonna happen. Dude, uh, but guys, do? we're gonna do the whole show like this. Please, please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Uh, tap the bell for notifications. Send a super chat. You'll get your question or statement right on the air. I will try to work through this. But, Stephen, you cover Impact Wrestling Weekly on the Fightful Select Weekender. How'd you feel about tonight's show? I enjoyed it. And like we talk about in all these post shows for Impact, the world watches. You know, when it's these Impact pay-per-views, the, uh, you know, I like those Impact Plus shows as well. The Denise is, uh, you know, doing the post shows for now over here. Those are always good shows, but there's always a lot of buzz around these pay-per-views. And, you know, especially with the inclusion of Kenny Omega and this winner takes all title match and the main event and all that stuff. Like, you know, that the wrestling world's paying attention. I saw Twitter just nonstop tonight talking about impact. And that's really what I think is, uh, I thought, I thought the show was very good as we're going to talk about, but I think even more importantly is the amount of buzz that these events bring to the company. Denise, how do you feel about it? I mean, you, you are covering impact monthly for us now on you're doing the, the impact, uh, plus post shows, but you're going to be doing the big four or five with myself and Steven. How did you feel about uh, this show in totality? Well, see, here's the thing. And this is kind of how I've always felt about impact wrestling in general is that no matter what, I feel like you're always going to get a pretty good show. Whatever, like the matches that look good on paper, always deliver and even the matches that on paper you're like well i'm not really sure how i'm gonna feel about that match on the actual show it's still a really probably even a match that may have exceeded most people's expectations and that is definitely how i felt on today's show again there was only one match that i personally felt that i didn't enjoy but top to bottom i thought the entire show was pretty solid i thought they opened it up perfectly i thought that the way the clo- the show i will have some criticisms about the main event because i didn't think that the main event was uh the the greatest match ever so i do have some criticisms about that but obviously i'll get into that once we actually talk about the main event but overall i felt very good about this pay-per-view and moving forward i'm excited for you know covering all the the non big four pay-per-views i would argue that most main event isn't uh aren't the greatest matches of all time though denise what (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, I would say that most most main events aren't the greatest of all time. No. I mean, if every main event was the greatest okay. of all time. What I'm trying to say, though, is that I think I had higher expectations for sure. this match. And again, once I actually break this match down and why I feel about what I felt about it, it will make more sense. Well, the show kicked off uh, with Josh Alexander winning the Impact X Division Championship, defeating Ace Austin and TJP. This was my favorite match of the night. 
I thought if you were going to start off a show, really any show, Stephen, but especially one that had a lot of eyes on it, you definitely want them to say, oh, you know what? I remember the X Division title. I remember all that type of stuff. This was that match without relying too much on high spots. How do you feel about this? You know, I totally agree. For anyone who listened to the weekend or this morning or this afternoon, um, I said that I figured that this triple threat was going to be the match of the night. I, outside of the main event, I expected more out of the main event, just like Denise said. So I'm looking forward to getting her thoughts on that as well. But I think this is a great way to open the show. It was a great triple threat. And, you know, I didn't expect Josh Alexander to win this at all. Um, although I guess I kind of should because Impact Hot Potatoes their titles so often that, like, I feel like I can never sink my teeth into, like, a real title reign. Um, but I really like Josh Alexander, so I'm, I'm not mad about it, but I do really like Ace Austin a lot too. So I hope to have some plans for him going forward. If you guys know a fix to the VR issue, DM me on Twitter. My DMs are open. If you're watching this on demand, don't send me the fix. I've already figured it out. We see it guys. We see it. Denise, I tried figuring it out on my phone right now, but I couldn't. So (laughs) Uh, there's like no option to check. No, so, it actually gives me the option to watch in VR mode, but it doesn't give me the option to watch in regular mode. So I yes. don't know why that is. Oh, what a so wild, so wild. Um, but Denise, I, I I look at Ace Austin. I've always thought he was such a TV star. He's just such a TV star. He's really good at this. But Josh Alexander picking up the win did that surprise you? Yes and no. So yes, because obviously, you know, we can sit here and we can talk about how awesome Ace Austin is because he really is. And he's one of those people that you just know that in a couple of years is going to really be one of the forefront guys in wrestling, period. And, you know, just even watching him in the ring, he's just such a gem to watch. It's so fun to watch. Everything he does is crisp. Everything he does in the ring is a genuine joy. But I wasn't surprised with Josh Alexander winning because... I thought that it was a really good sign because, you know, ever since, you know, uh, you leaving, you know, not no longer being in the tag team no more, being a singles guy, I feel like he was sort of floundering, trying to find his spot on the roster, trying to get some back, some some momentum back to him. So him not only winning the bout tonight, not only furthers his credibility, but it also gives them some sort of direction to head into. So now I feel like uh, this is good for him. If anything, he probably needed this a little bit more. And I'm even wondering, like, okay, like, obviously you can still do a couple more rematches with him and ace austin i don't see like i don't see that as a problem where it's like oh you know that's it where are we gonna go from here with ace austin i do think that we can see ace austin and him you know have a couple matchups and then also like one of the other things and i will talk about this more once we actually talk about the men's tag team division but in regards to like there are so many more options that you can do with ace austin and even madman fulton where once they're done out of like you know this picture right now for the x division title they can move in and start doing more uh you know on the tag team end of things because impact really does need a lot more tag team so for me i thought this was a great opener i thought tjp looked great in the ring he always does very fast pace but what i specifically liked about this match in general though was the fact that each and every single guy brings a different style brings a different flavor and you got to see each and every single one of them shine in their own way in this match and uh overall it was i I liked it i really thought it was a great opener and a great match i I love him using divine intervention although like omega using it in the last match not keen on that like 
it, but I mean, what are you going to tell Kenny Omega? Hey, don't use this move. Uh, but I'm super excited with Josh Alexander winning as Carlos easy. He was here. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sure this is spinning in circles for a lot of you. <laughs> you have to turn around your rooms to read the super chat, but he says, I'm super happy that Josh Alexander won. And I'm even happier that TJP didn't. Sean, can I just say something? I am what? so glad this is happening now. Cause if this was happening while I was on a show by myself, I think I, I would cry, turn off the stream and go to sleep. <laughs> Did you say that it happened on one of your streams? No, but actually oh. I had something totally different happen on one of my streams where it just like, it brought everybody in and then it kicked everybody out. So I had like this number and then it went all the way down to zero. And then slowly people started coming back, but it was a YouTube thing. And I thought it was a me thing and oh. I wanted to cry. And then I also had a different issue that wasn't on a live stream. Yeah. I have no idea guys. Those of you who joined, I'm aware this is in VR. I didn't set it up for that. That wasn't an option um, that, that we checked or anything like that. Demon Diva asks where the punch and pie is. I went into the fight chat and uh, invited them all for punch and pie. Uh, I don't got any. I lied. We had other stuff to worry about. Nick Govindan says, feels like I'm watching in a giant tube. Main event didn't hit the heights. I felt it could, but it was solid. Morrow elevates everything that he calls. Uh, we had someone say, Denise, what a night to stop wearing bangs. Damn, you guys can see that pimple that just faded away. No. Oh. I had been hiding that pimple for like two weeks, and then it finally was good enough to show like with my forehead, and now it's back. FML, oh. guys. Oh, by the way, uh, I, I just want to say this to, to our mods. If you see shit like this, take out the VR, Sean. I'm sick of this. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Ben Espinoza. I hadn't considered that at all. <laughs> now that you've mentioned it, I'll just go to the option. And, oh, well, look at this. 360 video is automatically checked on. It's not something I can check off. But thanks, Thanks, Sean. Ben Espinosa. Have a good uh, idea for you. So after we're done with this show, you should re-upload it for the stream with the Streamyard version. Maybe in the Streamyard version, it's going to look the way it looks for us. Yeah, probably. But you know what? This exists as it exists. That's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just offering a second solution. <laughs> you see what happens, Stephen? Like this is what happens to me. It happens to I, you. It happens well, to me. Remember, I've had this happen to me right here on this channel. I was doing the Wednesday Night War hosting, and like my stuff was echoing all over the place, and Sean's hitting me up like, dude, what's going on? So I've dealt yeah. with this, too. Like, It's never fun to be on the spot when it's like something completely out of your control. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, 69 Names Deegan says, great pay-per-view. You all look great. This is messing with my <laughs> mind. Yeah, it's messing with mine, too. Oh, jeez. We also had Violent by Design defeating Eddie Edwards, Willie Mack, James Storm, and Chris Saban. But Eric Young is hurt. He's he's out of action. It sucks because he's had one of the best creative, like, seven, eight, nine months of his career. And we see him backstage talking to somebody, and he was like, you're not really with us, but you're going to work. You're, 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 you fit right in with us. And as we see, Denise, it is the former big cast. Gary Cassidy had broken the news that he'd be coming in this weekend. He looks even better on TV than he did in, like, the pictures that emerged. He looks like a million bucks, Denise. He's going by W. Morrissey. What would you think about this? 
when he came out, I was very, very happy for him because, you know, this is a guy that has gone through certain struggles that I can never speak on because never been through that. But you've got to respect somebody's struggle, whatever it takes somebody to get back to their, you know, to, to living as possibly a normal life as you possibly can. He went through the rehab, did all that. And this is really his chance to sort of gain back any opportunity that, you know, he might have missed out during that period. And this is going to sound really, really dumb, but I I forgot how huge this guy is. When he came in, I just thought to myself, damn, he is way bigger than I remember him. I I don't know if it's because, you know, last time we saw him in WWE, you know, everybody's so huge over there and he still looked huge then. But this time he looked just bigger to me. But not only that, he is physically speaking, not just is he a big guy, but he was ripped. He was cut. He had them abs. He looked absolutely killer. The number one thing that I was joking about was, dude, the second Vince sees him, he's, I won't be surprised if he goes backstage and it's like, bam, <laughs> here's a text from WWE or missed call from WWE because he really did look that great. And this match itself, I didn't think was, uh, you know, all that great. It was perfectly fine. It was good. But I thought more so the story really or the focus really was w morrissey and which is going to be weird for me to call him i'm so used to calling him big cast yeah i'm i'm not used to calling him that either and this this was just rapid fire like a lot of stuff it was a showcase in the end for him which is wild steven because he wasn't supposed to be in this match but he won with the east river crossing this was a way to to get him a win have him pop up and you could see him getting his legs underneath him a little bit more as the show went on yeah, and like Denise was saying, he really does look humongous. Like, I mean, I I know that he's uh, you know seven foot tall. He can't teach that and all that stuff. But like standing there in that Impact ring, I don't know if it also had maybe to do with kind of the way that Impact uh, cameras are positioned. Like when he had his back towards the camera during that, he just he took up like half the screen. I was like, this guy's. So I really like that. I like seeing him get another chance too, because you know from what I understand, kind of the issues he's had in the past had to do with like maturity, and like that's fixable over time. And it seems like. You know, I'm good. I'm happy to see him out there and doing his thing. He looks to be in the best shape of his life. Um, I think he has a lot to, contri- <clears throat> to contribute to the pro wrestling business. So outside of the name, which, you know, that is going to be tough to get used to saying W. Morrissey. But outside of that, I'm very happy to, to see him. And he was a good replacement because I didn't know going into this if Eric Young was just going to try to work, you know, on his injured knee, if, if he was going to, you know, maybe with eight people being in the match, you can kind of hide the injury and not have to do so much. But I like the call to just completely replace him and do this. So I think it worked out really well. I'm glad he's getting another chance. He's very clearly uh, motivated. I spoke to Gallows about this. Gallows was telling me, yep, I'm going to bat for him. Yes, companies and promoters have asked about him. And, And Gallows brought up a really good point when I was talking to him. He said, if you're an executive you it'd be like promotional malpractice to not at least ask me about this guy. Like you have to at least ask me about him and say, is it, is it worth it? How's he doing all that good stuff? And I, I hope he can make something of it. I hope that, that this is a, I hope he had a come to Jesus meeting and I hope that we get something out of, of the former big cast and he gets something out of wrestling. Cause this was really cool. And this was a display for him, Denise. 
One of the things that I actually pitched on Twitter and I kind of feel like some people might have liked the idea is, you know, we don't always have, you know, these big, big, big guy tag teams. I would actually like to see them team up with Joe Doring. I think that would actually look phenomenal. Them working as a team together, I thought would be, you know, something that isn't something that we're seeing each and every single day in every wrestling promotion. So I would actually like something like that for him on Impact. Now, obviously, you know, as of right now, I, I don't know if this is like a, and Sean, I'm sure you can chime in on this, is whether or not this is like a one-off thing or if this is something that we're going to be seeing him more on on Impact. I don't know. But if that I, is the case, I would like to see him in a team with Joe. I did ask. I have not gotten an answer yet. I'm hoping that I can. I'm hoping I can conjure one out of somebody who doesn't know that they're telling me something that's a scoop. But uh, <laughs> so is that how you get your scoop, Sean? Thanks sometimes, for the dirt. <laughs> sometimes. You did the back-end approach. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to take the back-end approach, check out <laughs> our – no, I'm just kidding. But uh, getting your super chats, guys, that, that stuff really helps, especially with doing – I don't even know if I'm allowed to do an ad read right now with the, the screen looking like this. So getting your super chats, it helps us an awful lot. But this was a display. I like the Joe Doring idea. They're taping Monday and Tuesday as well. So um, Omega's probably going to be there. I would imagine Cass is going to be there. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I, I, I like the, the idea. Addition. I like the idea too, Denise, of them being a tag team. It's wild because Joe Doring looks, I mean, he's got to be what, like 6'4, six, 6'5, six, and Cass he's just towers. I checked. And he towers over him. Yeah. yeah. So. Nathan says, sell this for pay per view reactions. The Fightful Dome. <laughs> And Nick says, invite any of the Wrestle Talk boys to the stream. We either need to see Ollie, Luke, or Lori in VR big head mode. <laughs> They're all bald as hell. It'd be ridiculous. <laughs> it would just spin and spin and spin. You wouldn't be able to tell any of them apart. You could just see them from here up. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to need screenshots on this on Twitter. So if anybody yeah. has any funny Guys, screenshots, send them over. Send Might your screenshots well. on Twitter. We're making this a gimmick right now. We ain't. We're not starting a new stream. Like, I might re-upload something. Maybe. Maybe. But otherwise, you're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> I Bring love fun it. House. Fightful Funhouse. Yeah, I find years. myself spinning oh, the video no. uh, like <laughs> in the preview. Like, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. God. Imagine if this is, like, the day that, like, I, I don't know, like, to somebody's like, this is their first time watching. Oh, it, it is. And it they're is. like, right. And they're like, oh, you know, I've heard such great things about them. They come on and we're a circus. We got 1,100 people watching right now. Like, there's, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people that are watching for the first time. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Thanks, guys. This Thanks is what happened on an impact stream, by the way. Brian right. Myers defeated Matt Cardona. I like this match an awful lot. Um, they did not want a team together after WWE, and I get it. But them wrestling each other, Stephen, made an awful lot of sense to me because they had the history and all that. I know there are some people that are like, well, we know they're best friends. All right, well, you know what? I watched Mortal Kombat this week, and I'm pretty sure that that the actors get along just fine. I think I think we're going to be all right. But I thought this was really good. I'm pretty sure Matt Cardona broke his ass in half <laughs> on that radio silence outside. That was nice. I loved the the ode to Chelsea Green with the unprettier, but like Brian Myers was laying that in. It's like every disagreement he's had with Matt Cardona was coming through for 15 years, and they played off of his uh, off of Cardona's knee injury. 
And I thought it was going to be Matt Cardona playing possum. So it was like a double swerve, Steven, because it wasn't. He was, quote unquote, hurt. Brian Myers just doesn't give a shit. He's an asshole and beat him down. What would you think of this match? Yeah, Myers was uh, was beating him down for all those times that they've been inside of like a Toys R Us in Canada and like they're going to the fig aisle and Cardona just swoops in there and buys all the figures before, before Myers gets a chance. Yep. Um, now, I will say, I know you're saying like, it, I understand the whole Cape Babe's dead. I get it. But it is still weird to me because I watch their YouTube channel and Twitch every day. Like I'm such a major mark that it's yep. so hard for me to get past them being friends on the show. Like even though I know that I should just overlook at overlook it but that being said i thought this match was really good i think the right person won like i was happy to see myers win the match and you know hit hit that roster cut he's been getting that lariat over pretty well and uh so yeah i mean i i think that this i think this match was actually better than i expected it to be going into it and i'm a huge fan of both guys on a personal level so i really want to see both succeed and i hope that going forward the two of them can kind of have their own separate paths now and really do their own things because that's I think as long as Myers and Cardona are doing things either as a team or against each other, there's always going to be somewhat of a stigma, just in my opinion, of Cardona kind of being the bigger star of the two. And I really want to see Myers carve his own path and, and do his own thing and see what he can do on his own. I agree. They all look like erotic bobbleheads. <laughs> Girl, I need to see. I, I'm going to go back and rewatch the show in VR it's, so I can get dizzy. It's <laughs> okay. That, is anybody watching the show drunk? Oof. Oh, Denise. That I'm just saying. Oh, oh whoa, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Now I'm afraid someone's going to get me. Oh, no. <laughs> what if this is like, what if someone's like, oh, I'm thinking about hiring Denise. Let's see what she looks like as an on-camera personality. They come on and I look like, like that. Uh, like somebody had to have checked that on. Like, I don't know if like. Did you go to the YouTube settings already on the actual YouTube page? Yeah, you can't disable it's it. No? Oh, it's amazing. And I know this is a mess of a review, guys. I apologize. We could not have predicted this. Am I still getting paid for this, Sean? <laughs> yeah, you are. So, guys, Denise is getting paid for this. So is Steven. Please donate Super Chats to help help offset that. We greatly appreciate I feel it. Phil, this has hurt our Super Chat game. For sure. <laughs> it has. They can't see how pretty we are. But... um. Uh, Denise, the way that Cardona sold that knee, I mean, when it, the way he came down on it, at first I was like, oh, no, he did hurt something. He's just really, really good. He even said on Twitter, it was just a scare. Thank you for the concern. I bought it. I bought it 150%. I, I thought this was a real thing. I thought, oh, my God, this is horrible. And when he kind of pulled down his knee pad, the coloring of his, like, knee was, like, a different color. And I just started thinking, oh, my God, this is, like, something huge, blah, blah, blah. He stands up, and I'm like, why is he standing up? Do, why are you standing up? Please do not stand up. And then when the full finish came, I I, I gasped. And I, I didn't know what – I didn't know what was – real what wasn't real anymore don't laugh at me i really did not know know what's real anymore either oh no i hate myself you know i was starting i was starting to feel a little bit more confident in my looks i was like you know what i'm gonna put myself out there oh fridge me all right oh um, my god you know i'm supposed to be a serious journalist here and now it's just (laughs) i know I can't stop have, laughing. Have, have oh you all ever God. watched The Rundown? <laughs> the Rock movie? The Rundown with The oh, Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's like know. everybody has eaten the corn labos and like our heads are shifting. 
you know, just weird. I saw people in the chat saying like big head mode and stuff. Like, it's, man, oh, this is man. this is Has wild. Jimmy Man season? Does he know what's going on? Does Jimmy I don't know even I don't even want to begin. To so think. he does know. I, I don't even. I put my phone down, but <laughs> Myers and Cardona had a good one. Really liked it. Also, Brian Myers has one hell of a flying elbow drop. That thing yeah. was pretty. One of the things I do want to point out, though, is I really do think that Impact Wrestling is doing a good job of bringing in, you know, guy, you know, guys like Matt Cardona and Brian Myers, who you can consider veteran workers. And I do like the fact that they're bringing them in. They've done a good job with this. But I, even though I liked everything that they did tonight, I am really much looking forward to see what they do with some of the younger talent. Um, guys, yeah, by the way, if you want to watch the show normally, you can go to my Twitter. It's like completely fine over there. Are so you if serious? you're in our chat and you're going, oh my God, I can't handle this. I'm getting nauseous. Well, buddy, if you watch Monday Night Raw at all, you're not getting <laughs> nauseous over this. Oh my God, this is karma for all <laughs> the terrible things that you've said about Raw and their camera production. Yeah, yeah. but we have twitter.com slash Sean Ross We've got Facebook.com slash Fightful Online. You can watch it normally that way. I but do Cyclops, not see my Twitter mentions after the show, okay? Cyclops says, <laughs> I'm too drunk for whatever this is. I, I mean, the thing is, like, we have a lot of people in Impact who watch our show. Like, a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Ricardo says, I'm drunk, but my screen froze on Denise's no! forehead. It's hard to miss. That thing's taking Dude, up the whole screen these days. What's worse is that I got with you what I like to call rainbow eyebrows. They look okay. like rainbows. Yeah. And now everybody's going to see that. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> Knockouts Tag Team Championships. We have new champions. Rachel Ellering debuted as reported on FightfulSelect.com like a month ago. Rachel Ellering in the house. Jazz comes out with them. Denise, I thought that was a great thing to have Jazz still there. And kudos to Impact Wrestling for giving Jazz her flowers over the last few months. This woman was ready to wrap it up. She was ready to call it a career. And they're like, no, 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 no. Come here and have a run. You, We owe that to you. And she had not worked there before. I thought that was really classy of Impact Wrestling and really good. I love Jazz, too. I'm a fan of hers. I got to chat with her, and that was really fun. But I will have to be honest about this match. I didn't think this match was that great. I actually thought this was when I was talking about having one of the weakest matches of the night. The least match that I the match that I liked the least. It was actually this one here. I didn't think there was anything that particularly stood out to me in this match, other than really Jordan Grace, because I did think Jordan Grace was the person for me that's made this match uh more fun in my opinion. I didn't necessarily care for a lot what was happening. I thought it could have been a lot of I, th I thought this match could have been a lot better. It was weird to see Jordan Grace not playing the power role here, Stephen. That's that was different. And uh, by the way, guys, I did reach out to Tasha Steeles. She is okay after that wild ass spot over the top rope. But how'd you feel about this one, Steven? Yeah, I'm kind of with Denise. I didn't think it was like anything great, but I didn't like dislike it. It just kind of was what it was. Like I, I'm a big, big mark for Jordan Grace. I talk about her on the weekend or pretty much every weekend and have for years at this point. You know, I just, I think she's so money and could be just so great anywhere. Um, and I was actually, I had a friend of mine over to watch the show and he had never seen Jordan wrestle before, but he was like, he's heard about her a lot. 
And when she was like doing the topes through the ropes and stuff, he was like, Oh, I had no idea to expect that. Like, and he was really impressed by her. So it was cool to see kind of someone who wasn't familiar, become a fan kind of like right next to me. Um, I like seeing Rachel Ellering as a part of this. Um, I've been a fan of hers for quite a while and, you know, I'm obviously a big fan of her father and, and all that stuff. So it's like, I, I like seeing her get this chance and I hope she makes the most of it because this is a big opportunity. You're put right in there with these title belts. Um, and I, I think this was the right call. And I'm really interested. Sean would probably know better than I would, but like, I'm really interested to know kind of what's, what's up with Jordan going forward because there's a I, lot of speculation. I don't think Jordan knows what's up with Jordan going forward, at least in my limited conversations with her, because I mean, let's be real. You guys probably already know. I'm like, Hey, give me that interview. Whenever, whenever it's time, give me that interview. Um, and the last I talked to her, she wasn't sure what was going to happen. And if I were her, I would probably look at the situation, play the field. I would be like, you know what? Maybe I can get a, a ring of honor payday for that tournament. Maybe I can do some AEW stuff. Maybe impact will still want me, but I mean, she doesn't have like like stuff that will haunt her like Tessa Blanchard did when she didn't accept a new deal. So um, she's going to be the most interesting free agent around. And and I had posted, I think in January, that free agent season was going to last till like May because AEW had deals coming up. And as we saw, Eva Lee hit the bricks. Jordan Grace, her deal's coming up soon. Uh, Moose's deal was up soon. I don't know if it still is, but he wasn't on this show tonight. There's going to be like an unusually active spring with free agency. Um, so them winning was a surprise to me, Stephen. Yeah. So from that perspective, it was it was a surprise only because I figured Jordan might be testing free agency. I, I don't want to speak for anybody, but if I was in her position, I would because I think she's going to get offers from all over the place. But um. But I do like seeing Rachel just jump right in there and, and take this spot because the last time I'd seen her might have been NXT. Like, I feel like she didn't have a whole lot of buzz about her the last couple of years when she was like Rachel Evers or whatever they called her yes. before. She was she was barely on TV. Right. So but I, but yeah, so I've always kind of been pulling for her because I'm a Paul Ellering fan and like she's from Minnesota and I kind of a small world i actually have a mutual friend of hers through like family friends so like i I, i've been pulling for her so i was happy to see her tonight and she looks like a beast out there right i mean she she was out there doing hitting those power moves and moving around well so um yeah i'm happy to see this outcome and i think fire and flavor were definitely the right team to win the tournament and become the champions uh but i think the time is right too to to make this move so i have no problem with it tasha steels is such a tv star like there are just some that I, I I look at and I'm like, oh, they they've just got it. Kier Hogan does too. She has rubbed some people the wrong way in the past, but sometimes you do that. You get heat, and it's nothing that's not that can't be overcome at all. So uh, I, I I they got to add more teams. I know of at least one more woman they're bringing in. I'll report that this week on FightfulSelect.com. Make sure you guys subscribe. Brian, he says, Sean looks like if James Corden had dyed his hair. I don't know who that is, so I'm going to take you your words. You know who James Corden is? No. I don't know who that is either. So I'm going to take your words as disrespect. Ken Shiro says, Callahan venting his anger on not murdering Trey by hacking your system. But he says, this is actually fun. Yes, it is fun. It is fun. You don't know who James Corden is? Uh, yeah, you do. 
Mm. What's he from? What? Sorry, I don't look like him. I don't look like him. <laughs> I don't James watch much Gordon. TV. He does the yeah. little yeah, um, the carpool karaoke yes, gimmick. Carpool yeah, karaoke. Oh. yeah okay. he's like not quite. Famous. Nah, Sean doesn't. Sean looks more like Kevin Nash. If anything, no, really tall, really tall, really tall, really tall. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 360 Denise and Omega must acknowledge Roman. Omega doesn't have to acknowledge anybody right now. Get your super chats in, guys. We greatly appreciate it. Again, if you want to watch this video normally, it is over at my Twitter and at YouTube or Facebook.com slash Fightful Online. Are you still being yelled at in the comments? Oh, my gosh. All the time. All the time. Last man standing, Trey Miguel defeated Sammy Callahan. This was a blast to watch. A, a really emotional uh feud set this up and immediately i was worried steven because miguel flew into the guardrail 345 miles an hour and then he just decided to figure out how many different ways he could piss blood this week so he got his teeth yanked at and he got pile driven onto the the apron and the stairs and got suplexed on the bottom of a table how'd you feel about this one you know, it's kind of a common theme with Sammy Callahan in these these type of spots he is on these shows because I feel like most of them, I could be wrong, but I feel like most of them pack fan base from what I gauge from the weekend or for doing the Twitch streams is a lot of people don't get that excited about what Sammy Callahan's doing on the show. But these matches, he always delivers. I always have to give him credit. Like, I'm not always that excited about his feuds, but like the, the Eddie Edwards one from the last time that we did this show. That match was great. They had like that street fight or whatever. It was kind of a death match type thing they did. And it, it totally exceeded my expectations. So I'm going to give Sammy Callahan a ton of credit for consistently exceeding my expectations in stories. Because part of why I wasn't that into this story is because we saw this match, like a half hour match between these two on Impact like three weeks ago. So I was like, okay, so we're going to see this again. And anyways, long story short, I, I actually really enjoyed the match and I'm going to sound like a broken record. There's going to be people who hate me for saying this over and over. I'm not a fan of the Meteora, so I'm glad that he used a different move to, to end this match. That jumping diamond cutter he did through the chair or through the uh, table, I thought was really good. Um, so I like the finish. I like the match. I think the right person won, and I hope to see Trey get a little bit of a push going forward. Yeah, I mean, he was a name that they, for whatever reason, they retained him, Denise, whether you believe him or I, there, there's nothing else to believe that's out there. But there's there's no story on why he didn't get signed by WWE. But he's a good one for them to have back because he is objectively outstanding in the ring. I love that finish. That flying cutter through the table looked dope. Um, how how were you on this match? All right. So to me, this was not your typical last man standing match, and I think that is the reason why I liked this match a whole lot more. So one of my favorite things, and I think it was D'Lo Brown who mentioned this in commentary, and I was so glad that he pointed this out because it really just helped continue pave the story of this match, is that one of the major things you always see in last man standing matches, and especially the, the ones that are not that great, is that, you know, said wrestler will do, you know, a clothesline or something, knock somebody down, referees counting, and then your typical heel wrestler is just standing there waiting to see whether or not this is going to be a 10 count or not. But in this match, instead, he, uh, Sammy Callahan was this very, very smart he was working this very smart in the sense of he was doing things to keep Trey Miguel down, but he knew that it wasn't enough to actually keep him down. So instead of just standing over him and waiting for this, you know, 
10 count to happen. Instead, he was working at setting up more, bringing out more weapons, setting up his possible, his next plan, what he was going to do next. And that is one of the things that I liked because they did a bunch of little things, like even just like the wrench, the, the wrench stretching out his mouth, even just with Trey Miguel, at one point he broke the count rolling out of the ring. I thought that was really clever. Just even the fact when they, all they did was turn the table upside down, having, having Trey Miguel land on the table. Um, the spot towards the end where uh, Sammy Callahan thinks that he's winning with Trace stuck underneath the steel steps. I mean, just we saw so much of these little things that they did that they weren't these big blowout, you know, bloody moments or anything like that that you might be expecting from these types of matches but instead they were creative and they were clever and they moved this the, it felt real like a real fight something that you would actually really do to try to keep the man down and so I liked it I love the finish I thought it was really fun and it was the right call to do this for Trey Miguel because um I really think that Trey is one of those people that he not only is he young but he's young and he's ascending to this next level. He's ascending to the next spot. So having him win this match was definitely the right call. I agree. I really enjoyed this match. Uh, one of my favorite matches of the night. And I, I didn't think that any matches were bad tonight, which is good for, for this, for impact on pay-per-view. Cause Steven, I know that you've seen a couple of those impact shows where it's just like, damn, like it's, there are just a couple matches that leave a bad taste in your mouth. Nothing did tonight. It was it was a good show, and this is a big part of that good show. And I think that Sammy Callahan, as you mentioned, Stephen, needed to have a match like this on a show like this where everybody was watching. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, it's it's one of those things because he's, he's just in this kind of strange spot with impact right now because he's been their champion multiple times. He's kind of teetering the upper mid card. He's having, like, all these feuds, but, like, I don't think he's the guy you necessarily want to put the title on going forward. Kind of like Denise was saying, like, the younger homegrown up and coming guys yeah. that they've got, like that's who impact should be going with. And Callahan can do a good job. Like tonight was a perfect example. He put over Trey and I think the match was really good. And Trey's a young guy who fits all the things that we're talking about. Um, and I mean, if Sammy can just keep doing that, I have no problem with that at all. I, I, him and Eddie Edwards, I think are in a very similar situation. The two of them, they're both just kind of in the same spot. If they can continue to elevate new talent, I think this is a good place to be in. Cause I, I I'm not like clamoring to see Sammy Callahan, you know, back in NXT or, you know what I'm saying? So like, this yes. is probably the best place for him is impact. So just get the most you can out of him while he's there. Exactly. Well, guys, I, I unfortunately, we can't turn 3D mode off, but what we can do is turn that good D mode on with BlueChew.com. Oh, boy. Leave the room spinning for her. You'll be in big head mode, if you know what I'm saying, when BlueChew.com takes over blue chew is a unique online service that same or that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and cialis but in a chewable form at a fraction of the cost their tablets help you achieve harder and stronger erections to battle all forms of ed and just confidence you don't have, to have a problem to use blue chew get that confidence it's an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Whether you're signed to a contractor or it's a per-date deal, if you get my drift, have that confidence with Blue Chew. 
Sign up, consult one of their licensed medical providers. Once you're approved, you'll get the prescription in days. It's all done online. They're they're made in the USA. They prepare and ship direct, cheaper than a pharmacy. It comes to you in a discreet package right to your door. How much better can it get? How much better can it get? How much better can it get? Free! By God, it's free. You know, the same price of this podcast that so many of you are like, Oh my God, the rim is spinning. Oh no, what am I going to do? It's the same price as this completely free, optional to watch, <laughs> nobody holding a gun to your head podcast. <laughs> All you got to do is pay $5 shipping for Blue Chip. <laughs> pay the mailman. Mailman got to get paid. Mailman likes to, to, to slang it as well. So you know that he's going to deliver it to your back door if he's got Blue Chew. BlueChew.com, code Fightful. It's great stuff. They would not give it to you for free if they didn't know that it was going to work. BlueChew.com, code Fightful. Reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up. Donate a super chat. Get your question or statement read on the air. Finjuice defeated the Good Brothers to retain the tag titles. Denise, I thought this was a short thing. I thought Good Brothers were going to win. Finjuice is probably going to head back to Japan, and that was going to be it. But, I mean, I mean, there are still two days of tapings. I did not think Finjuice was going to win this. So I'm wondering if this was, like, not the original plan because I've heard that things have gotten worse again in terms of like COVID and the pandemic in Japan. Mm. So I don't know if that has changed travel restrictions. And I'm wondering if maybe we might see them stick around a little longer. Yeah, I don't I think know. So. But let me, t- I mean, let me yeah, tell you when I, that. when I talked to David Finley and I realized he didn't have an Irish accent, he was born in Atlanta. That was humbling to me. Like he does not live like over in Europe or something. He lives in, in Atlanta. So, I mean, this is, this is an easy trip for him, Stephen. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, shout out to Brogan Finley, who is Dave's younger brother, who's like five matches into his career right now and already doing some, uh, ma- making a little bit of noise five matches in. He uh, did some work, I think, like either TWE in Chattanooga or New South in Alabama recently. But, um, you know, I was super, super surprised to see Finjuice retain here because, you know, when they brought the belts back to Japan recently, they were, I, I don't think that they defended them to my knowledge. Like they just were off impact for a second, didn't defend them. Then over the collective weekend during the IWT, IWTV showcase of the Indies on the action sub show, have fun, be sad. They wrestled bounces forever an MLW team, but they didn't defend those impact titles there either. So yeah. like they haven't been defending the belts. They've just been carrying them around places. So I figured that they were just going to drop them back to the good brothers and then that would be that. And we'd be on our way with, you know, the elite holding all the gold coming into dynamite on Wednesday. But um, yeah, I was, I was super surprised to see them retain here, but I'm not necessarily mad to see them sticking around an impact. Cause I think they're a good fit there. Like I even thought I, I was a little bit surprised that like they didn't, I don't think they defended it. I can't, I think triple XL, they faced them after they won the titles. And it's like on, on impact. Yeah. It's like, why not just, to make it a title match that way you can do it but uh this was worked obviously a lot different than most matches on this show it was a slower pace and i thought that was fine uh it's not going to be a match where anybody says oh my god you gotta watch that but i thought it was fine anderson's got a great neck breaker but i thought that it was just a matter of time before anderson and gallows won and i'm okay with it i'm completely fine with it thought this was good 
Uh, Denise, what'd you think? They kept the action throughout the entire match. Like you said, it's probably not going to be a match where you're like, you got to watch this, you know, in terms of like really standing out in the, in the, Speaking of the entire card, it probably wasn't my favorite match of the night or my second favorite match of the night. But overall, I thought that they did keep a nice pace throughout the match. I thought there was a lot of good selling throughout this entire match. And the thing that I liked was that even though the finish itself, it wasn't a decisive win, it was still a clean win. So I did like that. And it's just for me, I really do think that I really do hope that they start building more tag teams for the men's impact division for the men's tag team division in impact. I do think that they need to get more tag teams and just try to do more with that. So I do hope we get to see some more teams being built up to work with juice Robinson and David Finley's and with everybody else, obviously. But um, overall, I like the match again. It was not, not one of my favorites either though. I do think they should take a cue from AEW and like almost everybody should have like an associated partner like type of thing. Cause like almost everybody in AEW has the option of going for the tag team titles. But right now, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton, well, Ace Austin's worried about the single stuff. Decay, I don't know if they're really going to be a hot team or anything, but uh, Finn Juice, Good Brothers, they're great. When, when Alex Shelley comes back, Motor City Machine Guns, that's great. Triple XL. I don't think anybody expected them to be as good as they've been. And Larry D has gotten himself in incredible shape. Yeah. My God. Uh, Violent by design. That's a good, good, like sort of free bird to have in there. Um, Shira and Rohit. I mean, it's Shira. So, I mean, Rohit, I, I'd rather Rohit wrestle in a tag team by himself to be quite Oh, really? Frank. Do you really feel that? Oh, well, I, I don't yeah. mind Shira. I like Rohit a lot, but I, I don't yeah. mind Shira. What do you think about, we saw him a few weeks ago. What do you think about a one-off AMW, one more match, Chris Harris in there? I would, I would love that. I would yeah. love that. And if Chris Harris can go, bring him back. Yeah. Like, do you even think not? maybe they could even circle back and even do Willie Mac Rich Swan again? That would probably be something fun too. Yeah, I don't true. know. I mean, there's options there. There really is options there. Yeah, but um, I would like to see them. I, I don't know what's up with AOP. People keep asking me, and I'm like, well, I know that Acom is was chilling in like Vancouver recently, but I don't know what their their visa status is. Speaking of, they did a slam anniversary teaser. And they showed Samoa Joe, Chelsea Green, and they showed an Australian flag. And that's because they don't have any archive footage of Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Now, this does not mean that they're bringing those people in. Because if you remember last year, guys, they, they showed Samoa Joe, or they didn't show Samoa Joe. They showed Shane Helms, Drake Maverick, a lot of people who weren't going to be there. To the point to where I was like, I see it, Slammiversary, Shane. And he was like, motherfucker, I am not going to be there. <laughs> but uh yeah that from what i understand the tentative plan even though they said july is uh i think july 17th or 18th i understand they don't want to put a date on it because quite frankly steven as we've seen ufc has wreaked havoc on pro wrestling pay-per-view schedules and these companies have said we ain't touching that saturday if ufc's on it well, and to be honest, that's the big thing with like, I'm really glad Denise is doing the post shows for those Impact Plus specials because <laughs> everybody's like, I'm glad Denise is doing it. So we don't got it. Well, yeah. well, I had contemplated asking you about it, but it's all they, they couldn't they conflict with UFC so often that it's like, you know, for that exact reason. Um, and I'm still in the MMA space myself a little bit. So it's like it's it's tough to balance that. Like this show, for example, tonight, 
was supposed to be last night and they yes. literally moved it to avoid the UFC. So revolution was supposed to be on a Saturday and they moved it because of UFC as well. So, and with the type of show we saw from the UFC last night, probably a good idea. Oh yeah. I totally agree. I mean, uh, and I do the same thing. If you find out that Jake Paul's fighting again, you move impact again. Yep. I mean, you, you're, you're going to have, you're going to have the competition there on Saturday nights. Um, you know, and then that's going to be maybe tricky to, but they, they tend to not run weekends at the WWE runs pay-per-view yeah. so they'll get all that figured out but um but yeah i mean that's that's a very good point like i mean the ufc is just especially right now with the fans coming back there's going to be a lot of buzz for the ufc right now big time guys get in your super chats we are at the co-main event uh fran chili says denise is looking like a brats doll sean looking like Al. my dreams have finally come true Oh, Denise. I love Mega Minds. It's one of my favorite like animated cartoons ever. There you go. And then uh, Michael Bunge said, "I watching my Roku and it's perfectly fine." Mm. Uh, and Anakin says it's more entertaining than Raw. We should do it tomorrow. Not if I can help it, because the <laughs> chat can be insufferable. Bless our mods. Thank you to our mods for helping out. I appreciate you. Nerdguru says, "I thought for sure we'd get Mox or Eddie tonight." I don't think so. If we didn't get Rich Swan on Wednesday, I didn't think we were yeah. getting Mox or Eddie tonight. I really didn't. I know the Mox thing I had in the back of my mind because I mean, popping up at Bloodsport and GCW yeah. and all this. It's like that would be so cool if, if he was that one guy that just went everywhere. But yeah, I, I think it was a, a stretch as well. Impact Knockouts Championship. Deanna Perazzo defeated Tennille Dashwood with Caleb with a K. There were some shenanigans with Susie and Kimberly. And you know what? There are a couple of Australian girls who will be ready by Slammiversary that could back her up. That could be very interesting. But I got to be frank. Like, I thought after Tennille got released from WWE, she stood a chance of being a really, really good draw outside of WWE because there were not a lot of women who continued their indie careers that had that worldwide television exposure. Quite frankly... They were hoarding talent at that point. They were not releasing people. And in the era that that before that, these women were getting out of the WWE at 30 and then just not wrestling again. They just didn't wrestle again or they, they got out of wrestling altogether. Tennille didn't quite hit that level. She popped up in Ring of Honor and had that injury, which is unfortunate. They had plans for her. She was going to be in lifeblood. Then she went to Impact. I've loved the gimmick. I've loved Caleb. I like that. But we have not seen her have like a standout singles match. I won't say this is like even top three match on the show, but I think it's the best match I've seen to Neil Dashwood have since Asuka, since the match that was that happened like right before she got fired. Um, I thought it was it. You saw glimpses of Emma facing Paige. You saw glimpses of that where there was all that hype. And Denise, they laid their shit in tonight. Oh my God. So you basically covered this, but really in terms of like within a few minutes, literally like two minutes in, I just thought to myself, this definitely is 
the best that Tennille has looked. First, I said this is the best she's looked in Impact. Then afterwards, I was like, you know what? This is the best she has looked in a really long time. I thought so she came out there and she was she she knew what she was doing. She she went out there and she looked impressive. There was nothing that you know she did that I thought looked bad or wrong or whatever. She came out there and I liked what they did together. I loved this match actually, and I thought that Deanna Perazzo brought this very very aggressive side. And she gave a lot to Tennille in this match. So I got to say, I was a fan of this match. I loved with both. I loved both of their uh, styles sort of clashing together. I thought that looked pretty cool. And I mean, obviously, I wasn't expecting Tennille to win or any or by that by any means. I wasn't expecting her to win. But I think that given my expectations for this match, it definitely exceeded my expectations uh, for this match. Dion is very clearly their girl, Steven. She signed a long contract. The the weird Sue Young title win last fall makes even less sense now because she'd be approaching history right now if if she hadn't lost that. But like like I said, double underhook suplex into the corner, the muta lock, those Emma sandwiches that we saw. Like we saw some glimpses here. Yeah, and and, and remember the the Sue Young thing was supposed to be Kylie Ray, so that whole yep. situation was kind of turned upside down. So I I mean. There's not a whole lot much more I can add. Like, I really thought Tanil looked great in this one. Um, I think Caleb is perfect, like, as a manager for her. They work together very well. And I love the, the kind of the differences between Susan and Susie and all this stuff. Like, Susan goes out there and takes L's all the time, but Sue Young is like, no one wants to mess with Sue Young. So it's it's kind of interesting how they've, how they've done all this. And honestly, one of my biggest takeaways, and it's every time that I see Deanna Perrazzo in an impact ring is, I'm not going to sit here and throw stones at other companies, but like, I don't know how no, the you, stones. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you drop the ball on someone like Yana and let her go and not do anything with her and just let her come to a company like this. And sh- I mean, she, she has proven that she is one of the best female wrestlers in the entire world. And I don't think it's even like debatable. So, and I think that, that the reason I bring it up is because, you know, as great as Tennille looked tonight, I think part of that probably also has to do with how great Diana is at, at you know, just being in there doing what she does and the credibility she brings. I love how Gianna works body parts and she can always go to that Fujiwara arm bar. And if that's not working out, she has the Queen's Gambit, which is also a great oh, I love it. I love her using that. Like nobody else is using the neutralizer. So exactly. use it. Exactly. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's like you ha- I love wrestlers who have multiple finishers or even moves that like it's, you know, I talk about AJ Styles a lot with that. He can hit you with a phenomenal forearm, a springboard 450, a calf crusher, a Styles clash. I mean, and any of those could could conceivably end the match. So you never know when it gets hit. That's why in like the Walter versus Champa match, I love that he finished it with that chop. Because now yeah. anytime he hits a chop and someone falls over, that could be the end of the match. It got his chop over big time. He does. So, he's done that with a lot of moves. So again, yep. yeah, I love that. I think that's great. Um, that kick that Tennille landed on nice on diana's head was unreal and they were just again laying it in diana's a perfectionist so it's like every time i've talked to her she's like man that sucked that sucked that sucked i I hope she looks at this and she's like man it's the best match that tenille has had since 2017 
Yeah. But I kind of like that, though. I feel like when someone is a perfectionist like that, I feel like that's the, how you get better. You know, Stephen, you just mentioned all the things that you like that you like that she does. And part of that is due to, like, being this perfectionist type of person. In fact, I think more people should be like that, to be honest. You, your, your harshest critique, your critique or your, your, your meanest, you know, cri- whatever. I'm not saying that anymore. Criticize, yeah. I'm going to go criticize myself Critic. for not being able to say Critic. the words right Critic. after this. <laughs> but no, seriously. Yeah. Ricardo <laughs> says bought into both girls for the first time tonight. Uh, afterwards, we saw Taylor Wilde come out again. Fightful select broke that news. Uh, Taylor Wilde was supposed to come back 13 months ago. She had started to train uh, before impact had done all this TNA nostalgia stuff. I'll say, you know what? It could be a lot worse than Taylor Wilde still in in the physical prime of her life, getting a full year to train for her return. Because as we've seen with NWA, sometimes it's hit, sometimes it's miss. Sometimes you're getting Aaron Stevens, sometimes you're getting Tyrus. And I that, that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> if you're getting Aaron Stevens, you're real lucky. If he's if he he hadn't wrestled for a while, you get him back, okay, good. But then you get Tyrus. And oh, it ain't good. Now I'm not saying that that uh, Taylor Wilde resembles Tyrus in any way, shape, or form, but um, she's—I I get the feeling that she is going to be prepared. And if she's not, doesn't really matter because Deanna Peraza is going to lay that shit in anyway, as we've seen. I'm glad to see Taylor Wilde back. They need—they need to bring more women in, and she is one that is synonymous with the company, Stephen. Oh, yeah. I'll take Taylor Wilde all day over Tyrus right now. That's not even debatable. Um, He had that triple threat match on that last uh, power. That was just it was just brutal. Um, He he is the worst television wrestler this year by far. Yeah, it's bad. Um, And it's great to see Taylor Wilde back. I mean, she has the history with the company. And I mean, it's we see here if you watch Impact on Twitch, you should watch it on Thursdays with me, Joel Pearl and every other week, Jeremy Lambert they show clips of Taylor Wilde often, you know, so the fan base should at least be somewhat familiar with her past because they show all those flashback moments and she's in it almost every week. So um, I'm cool with that. And like we were saying before, it, it adds uh, more people to their knockouts division uh, as a singles wrestler and potentially a tag team wrestler. So it's a win-win. Denise, Taylor Wilde, any thoughts? All right. So, you know, she was somebody that was good back in the day. So now my curiosity is like with the evolution and how women's wrestling has you know, evolutionized since then. I am curious to see how she's going to go ahead and like fit into this. But based on what we saw tonight, you know, this tiny little glimpse, I mean, it looks like she's, you know, hasn't, you know, lost a step whatsoever. So I did like the fact that she is going to be, you know, this possible new challenger for Deanna. So I'm excited to see what she can do and how she can go, you know, now. Yep, I am too. Guys, we've hit the main event. Get your super chats in. I would greatly appreciate it. Kenny Omega defeated Rich Swan to win the Impact Unified Championship. He gets the TNA and Impact titles. Uh, Ricardo Holt says that main event humped Zag Barber. says three <laughs> championships in three promotions across two countries. Kenny Omega, unquestioned top star in the biz. Uh, yeah, and I mean, Impact is based in Canada. They'd probably be running shows up there right now if they could. And he's got four title belts. So yeah, that it's pretty impressive. Um, this match was good, I thought. It was not 
as good as I thought it would be. That's fair. I think that's exactly how I felt because this is one of the things that I said, like, I think going into this match and like, you know, just like everything surrounding this match, you were expecting for it to be like the match, essentially, like one of the ones where you're going to be like at the end of the year, this is one of the best matches of the year. Unfortunately, come by the end of the year, I do not think this is going to be one of those matches where I'm going to say, oh, this is one of my top five, top 10 matches of the year. So I do think that it was good. And that, I'm just going to say it hands down. Morrow made this match. Morrow made this match with his commentary, with the energy that he brought, the excitement, the enthusiasm, all of that. He made this match, I think, feel grander. Now, it was really great. The energy was there, but it missed the mark on it being a memorable, great match that I think we're all going to be talking about in a couple of months. I don't think so. I, it's not even top 20 for me this year. <laughs> See, and that's not good. That's Already. Not good. <laughs> I mean, as far as an impact main event, yeah, but I mean, for all the eyes that it had on it, there were a couple of slip-ups, Stephen, that I think actually, like, I, I saw a lot of people in the fight chat over the back body drop off the top rope. They're like, yeah, botch. And I was like, well, nobody got hurt. It was a move that looked like it hurt, and it was supposed to. So eh. then there was the spot off the top rope that I think that Kenny Omega saved by having his shoulders pinned, and it looked like a roll-up off the top. Uh, did did those take you out of the match at all? I don't know if it really took me out of the match. I couldn't tell if they were going for like a poison run off the top during that or like what exactly they were trying to do when Kenny had him in the one winged up on the top rope like that. Um, I mean, I give him credit for, you know, going for it. I mean, we've seen, you know, like the Snapdragon suplex that Kenny hit an Okada uh, in one of their matches off the top rope that, you know, the whole internet blew up for. I mean, He's capable of doing these like really cool off the top row moves that are super dangerous, but you know, two of them didn't go their way tonight. Just is what it is. Um, one issue I have with Kenny Omega, I will say this. I'm a huge AEW mark. I love it. My, it's my favorite mainstream company. It's not even close. Like I love AEW. Kenny Omega is the belt collector. I think it's an awesome gimmick, but how many times is the guy going to hit a V trigger per match? Like, yeah. you know, that's a move that that could be a finisher in itself. You know, like one of those, the, the way he hits it and how loud it is and the impact and the, the force and the speed, he had to have hit double digits amounts of V triggers before he hit that one wing angel. And that's the only issue I have really with it is like, these are two guys with incredible skill sets that can have a bag of tricks that's so deep, so many different moves. And Kenny just kept kind of hitting the same thing over and over and over again. And I was just like, I don't know, just... I'm like, I'm with y'all. I don't think it lived up to the hype. I don't think it was bad by any stretch. Of the no, it was not bad. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it was a little underwhelming and I would really like to see Moose and Omega at some point. Cause I think stylistically, that'd be so much different. Yeah. Uh, as for Omega using all the V triggers, like I, I mean, I like Nakamura an awful lot when he spammed his moves. And to me, I think he did it because he couldn't get the one winged angel. And that's why he probably did it so many times, but I'm so glad the referee shenanigans didn't happen the way we thought they were going to happen. Like I thought it was going to be way worse. Um, Hebner getting the cutter hit on him was actually very funny because I mean, a Hebner getting beat up is always going to be entertaining to me. Aubrey not compromising her integrity. I thought put her over a lot. And I think that referees should have personalities like that. I think like, in baseball, you you don't want certain umpires because of their strike zone. You like Kenny Omega should not want Aubrey Edwards because she's no nonsense. And he knows that his New Japan overbooked 
oh, we're going to mess with Red Shoe's style, is it's not going to work on her. And I would love that. He wants Rick Knox, who's like, like Mr. Magoo walking around <laughs> blind, like in like not not carrying around or caring about anything. Uh, but I thought this was was pretty solid. The Snapdragons were so nasty. They were so good. Uh, the Tiger Driver ninety eight. They kept calling the J Driller. I was like, oh damn. Yeah. I, and to the point to where I was like, is that? I almost went full Michael Cole. Is it a symbol? Is it symbolic? <laughs> Man, that'd be great to see Jay or anybody from Ring of Honor. Really true, but uh, yeah, the the Swan briefly threatening again at the end. I was like, okay, cool, and then Omega won. Samuel says the match was good, but the ending felt too abrupt. I didn't think so. He got kneed in the head seventy two times and bend. I actually did think because I ended maybe like 10, 12 minutes before the one the next hour. I actually thought that the show was going to end exactly like on the dot at eight o'clock because it felt you can tell from the beginning that they were going to go a long time during this match. And I figured, okay, they're going to take like the full, you know, however, I think there was like 35 minutes left till the till the next hour. So I kind of thought we were going to do that, go in that direction. Um, So look, in terms of the V triggers and all the V triggers, I think. For me, I didn't mind it in this match. I didn't mind it as much. And kind of going back to like the question that you asked uh, Steven about, you know, whether or not those botches kind of took you out of the match. For me, it did. Those two, those two missed spots in the top rope. For me, it did take me out of it because it was kind of like I'm so used to seeing both of these guys whenever they're in the ring with somebody work at a certain speed and work at a certain crisp level that the stakes are a lot higher when you're promoting this type of match, title versus title. And given that Rich Swan, Eric Young from Bound for Glory last year was literally one of my favorite matches of the year last year, my expectations were very, very high. So for me, it did take me out of the match for this on this one. And then in terms of the referee spot, I love it. I actually thought that that was a very creative way to swap out the rest, you know, include all of that. I thought that was great. Um, but yeah, it was it was a miss, unfortunately. Oh, the other thing I want to do add is that I did like the fact that they kept panning the like showing a shot of Scott Demore mm. and Tony Khan. Yes. Scott. Scott was like he was sweating, he was stressed out, and that's the way it should be. You know, it should be that way. And so I liked all of that. I I thought that was great. Uh, also, I, this doesn't apply to this match, but I should say other ones. Impact has got to keep the camera tight when people are climbing the top ropes and people are just waiting at the bottom to catch people. Keep the camera tight. Cyclops says there were a couple scary blown spots around the end. Yeah, they were. And Carlos says, I know he's not for everyone, but it was nice to hear Morrow in the main event. I would like for them to bring him in for main events because it feels special for their big pay-per-views like I'm sorry like I don't know and I know that there's criticisms about Morrow out there but I I can't agree with any of those people because I just feel nobody is at his level when it comes to commentary and wrestling and he adds something that no other commentator is adding right now in wrestling and I, I just do not get any sort of the negative criticism for Morrow on that end and I am so happy they brought him into this match because if he wasn't doing commentary for this match I don't think I would have came out feeling as uh, excited as I did during this match without Morrow in it and also like I really do hope that they bring him in for the at least the big pay-per-views i know his schedule is busy but bring him in for the big pay-per-views do the main events the whole show whatever i loved it 
Ken I, Shiro I, says AEW champion versus Impact title unification with Morrow on commentary was almost surreal as this viewing experience. Steven, I mean, we were covering Josh Matthews commentary, so anything's an upgrade, <laughs> but especially yeah. Morrow. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I have a soft spot for Morrow. Like, I know his whole past and everything and you know i highly recommend if y'all have never seen it check out bipolar rock and roller that showtime did it'll give you a really good insight into his life and and who he is and i really like on commentary tonight how his commentary sports broadcasting uh bled into this too because they were asking him on commentary like it'd be like hey you know of all the fights that you've watched like where does this rank as far as like brutality in a fight and, you know, for pro wrestling fans, a lot of them are going to think pro wrestling matches. But if you know Morrow and the things that he watches and all the boxing he's commentated, all the MMA's commentated, that adds another level when he's like, this is one of the most brutal fights I've ever seen. Because then you're taking into account, like, Floyd Mayweather fights and, like, all this. It's like, oh, wow, okay, these guys are on that level. So I think he just adds so much just to the just to combat sports in general. And I think, honestly, I, this, I don't want to speak for the guy, but I think these kind of situations serve him best. Coming in for things that are kind of low, like high pressure because they're big matches, but in the grand scheme of things, he doesn't have to work these full shows and have someone in his ear yelling at him and telling him what to say the whole time. He comes in, he does his thing, gets out of there, does a good job. Like, I, I thought this was really, really good. Mike NY says, will Slammiversary have a crowd back for Impact? I think they're probably hoping that, and that's why they haven't announced a date. I'm probably going to be there. If it's in Nashville, I think I'm going to try to be there that week. Do you want to go? I mean, yeah. I mean, Denise might have to be do a show herself, for the love of God. Thanks, guys. Thanks. While well, you guys go have fun and travel and go to Nashville and it, have a great okay. time. It's okay. You can I'll be here by myself in my sad little room. Thanks. You can, you can invite us on the stream, and we'll just no. hold the, the, the phone no. up and spin around repeatedly like we're here. So you guys are all out having fun, and I'm here. Nah, no thanks. <laughs> well, I'm I, not uh, signing up for that. <laughs> I, I lived in I lived in Asheville for like the last ten years. So like I, I live in Atlanta currently, but yeah. like that would be a lot of fun because uh, yeah, man, you got to do that and the Scenic City Invitational in Chattanooga. I've been telling you about oh, yeah. that for a while, man. Just, just saying, it'll, it'll happen. I've been telling my wife I'm going to take her to Nashville, and I'm using that as an excuse this year. Simrege Punk says, at the end of the day, what we'll remember is that image of Kenny holding those belts, looking like a million bucks. Here is that image. It's a good one. I mean, with his with his buddies there, yeah. All the gold. I love it. Amy Kimball says, I thought Omega pulling the knee pad down was old school storytelling. Enjoying the show. Steven is great. First listen. Love SRS always. <laughs> no love for Denise anywhere. Aww. That's what happens. That's what happens. You know, Amy. I don't know what to tell you, Sean. Amy, what? I respect you. <laughs> uh, you're great, Amy. Sean, that's what happens when you're at the top. Not everybody's going to like you, you know? Overexposed. What happens to the people Over- at the top? Over- by Over- the way, I gave myself a new name, too. What is it? The job collector. Thank you. Oh, God. Yeah. Let me tell you, you'll collect some jobs, all right. You'll be the leader of the job squad before the end of the day. Uh, Samuel Mackey says, the match was good. The ending felt... Oh, I already read that one. Um, yeah, the thing is, we could be in a lot worse spot than expecting match of the year and getting a really good match. I mean, yeah, we could be a lot lot worse off. DJ Brian C says Swan seemed concussed early. Um, maybe at, at time I think you just maybe had a little bit shuffly feet, so to speak. Shuffly feet. Anakin said, Denise, rope in Jeremy for the post show. Jeremy is not gonna do an impact wrestling post show. <laughs> 
That Wait, what's I that sure. supposed to mean? Is that supposed to mean that Jeremy is better than I am? It, no, it means that Jeremy. In? It means that Jeremy works weekdays, and why would he work an Impact post show unless he had to? He wouldn't get paid any extra for it. He's on salary, so I mean, like, what? That's why would he do that? Why would he put? I mean? You see what I mean? I'm here doing all the work, and I get zero respect from it. Zero. You see know. this? This is a conspiracy. I'm gonna make a documentary about it. Now I'm going to bring a YouTuber in it. I don't know. Nerd Guru says people that watch Dynamite are going to be real confused when Kenny rolls up with 17 belts. What's the (laughs) end game of all this? I don't know. There's got to be an end game. They created an awful lot of buzz for an Impact Wrestling pay-per-view without even advertising it on Impact or on AEW. Like, I'm sure they'll say what's going on on Impact or on AEW, but if you're Impact and Kenny Omega is willing to wrestle for you, then he's going to be your champion. That's it. Exactly. Will they do an Impact AEW pay-per-view? Probably not. I don't think so, since they didn't advertise this at all. But we also have a super chat, a last one that says, given the lack of promotion from AEW to Impact, is NWA going to let Aldis drop his title too? The Fightful Dome is better than the Thunderdome. Buddy, given the one conversation I have had with Nick Aldis this year, I'm not going to expect Nick Aldis to do any jobs for NWA people. I'll just say that. Um, yeah. Denise, tell the people where they can find you. Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Go follow me there. I promote all of my shows. I literally do a show each and every single night, except Thursdays is actually my only kind of day off. Um, but seriously, guys, seriously, go Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Tag me in any crazy pictures you took of me. I'll take gotta it. Re- gotta rest that big ass head at least one night a week. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. You know, I'm already self-conscious about my big head, all right? I've seen pictures of me and my friends, and they look so cute with their perfectly proportioned head. And there comes me, big-ass head, storming in. I appreciate the super chat. Steven Jensen, where can they find you? My Twitter is fighttalk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. If you want to watch independentwrestling.tv or iwtv.live, Use code Fight Talk F I G H T T L K. No space, all one word in the promo code spot. On Tuesdays, we were doing Thursdays, but now Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Myself and Doug, who some of you may remember from the yeah. Bill and Doug YouTube series back in the day, um, the TNA Addicts. Me and him are doing a show every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. So uh, tune in for that. Myself and Jesse Davin do our thing uh, usually once a week whenever she's free and doesn't have uh, too much going on <laughs> in her house. Um, but uh, that's over Jesse Davin's YouTube channel, uh, J-S-S-I-D-A-V-I-N. And my show with Doug is RVD Tito for Life. So check out that channel. My God. And, uh, I know, right? Memories. That brings back memories right there. I love, It's one of those things. If you were a fan of independent wrestling or Impact or anything back in like 06 to like 2012 or so, and you don't know who Bill and Doug are, you weren't on YouTube. The first um, YouTubers I ever watched, ever, were Bill yeah. and Doug. It's surreal, man, because I was a fan back in the day watching from my college dorm room, and now me and him are doing a show together. It's just wild how things <laughs> yeah. happen. But uh, I met him at Double or Nothing last he told, year, I think. He, he told me. Yeah, yeah, he told me about that. He said, like, on an escalator or something. I was yep. like, that's that's yep, that's Sean. That's awesome. So, uh, so yeah, check out that stuff. I keep my Twitter updated. If I talk underscore, I'll just, you know, put my links up for, for that stuff. And I have a link tree in my description, which I stole from Denise, actually. I saw her do a link tree. And I started doing yeah, one, too, because I thought it was a good idea. And everybody steals my ideas and just about <laughs> everything, including well, Sean. Well, yeah, go. I'm gonna I'm gonna grow a big ass head next too, guys. Because it's full of my I creative ideas that everybody is stealing and I never get any credit for. 
Denise, you get, Denise, you can hit up any of the, the four outlets that you work for about giving me credit for stealing my work. Damn! Oh, Look, Sean, oh. I'm here talking about my Until stuff, all right? Until next time, <laughs> we're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.